Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to The Auburn Express. Powered by The Wall Report. All aboard the AM departure from Platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups, doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Gentlemen, how are we doing this lovely Sunday? Amazing. That's yesterday, awesome. yesterday was doing, fun. Uh, <laughs> yesterday doing, was doing fun. pretty good. I'm, I'm hoping we end up doing a little better here soon. Yeah. Okay. Well, 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 more, more, well, let's get to it. Let's talk about it right now. Uh, as you guys know, Big Cat Weekend was this weekend. La- yesterday, as a matter of fact, on Saturday, a big recruiting weekend for Auburn. And we have some good news. We picked up two commitments from the 2024 recruiting class. I believe that's right. 2024 recruiting class. Uh, also, Auburn feels good about two guys who are committed elsewhere currently or was committed elsewhere and Ashley Williams, who decommitted from Nebraska. And they feel really good about Bo Hughley. Also coming out of this weekend was that Auburn offered Jatavia Shivers, a big offensive tackle from the state of Georgia, making offensive tackle and offensive line a big area of need for this upcoming recruiting class. Treat. Your boys. Chill Boys Underwear is designed for maximum comfort with enough space to keep you cool, calm, and comfortable. Chill Boys Underwear will help you keep the boys close, uh, not too close. When the game is on the line, you won't break a sweat with Chill Boys Underwear. Whether it's left boy, right boy, or both boys, Chill Boys provides your boys comfort like you've never felt. Visit chillboys.com and use code RAPPORT, that's R-A-P-P-O-R-T, and get 15% off of your order. Maximize your chill with Chill Boys. want to ask you guys, does it feel like Big Cat Weekend was a success? And, you know, it's to be determined how big of a success, but do you have a feeling that the coaching staff did what they intended to do going into Big Cat? Mike G, start with uh, you. Oh, well, the crown jewel was Bo Hughley, right? Correct. Um, this is a position of dire need, and he's a high-profile client that you're flipping from the defending national champions. Bo Hughley is the get. And yeah. I think that it's a warning shot that, hey, 
We got off to a slow start because we had to take over from another coaching staff that was selling a very different message, and we had to establish relationships uh, within the state and in the surrounding states. But it's almost like building relationships takes time. And after you bonus. give somebody time to build relationships, they can really – that message starts to set in. Guys, recruiting doesn't happen in a vacuum. You don't start day one, and unless you already have, obviously, inroads – in the region. But we knew that we hired a guy from outside the region. So it was going to take him and his time staff to get in and establish that message to the high school coaches and to the players in states and in the surrounding states that Auburn is where you want to come play football. Now, some things are starting to come together with NIL. And, you know, we we got we uh, admittedly we got off to a slower start than some of our SEC counterparts. But I think that Big Cat was a success. And not all of these kids committed the day of Big Cat, but I think what you'll see is you'll see in the coming days and weeks, those commitments will start to come in, particularly, too, for the 2024 class, because remember, you know, when Harson hit the door, he was two years behind on recruits for 2022 and 2023. Two years behind. You know, you're up against coaches who have identified, uh, evaluated these players, and they've been in their heads for a couple of years now. Now you're the new guy coming in saying, hey, Check out my ride. <laughs> and it's tough. It's really tough. So you, it's a, it's a delicate dance, not looking like a used car salesman trying to tell these kids to come over. And people were like, oh, he can't recruit. He can't recruit. It's, it's, it, was just a, it was just a silly uh, thing to me. I think that this, they'll, they'll close strong. Um, and these won't be the last. Uh, guys, no letters of intent are signed. Hughley committed last fall to UGA. Right. It's a lot of time for stuff to happen. There's still a lot of time between now and uh, December. Now, in classic Auburn fashion, right, we're going to pull it out at the last minute and make everybody sweat because that's what Auburn does. But I think it'll be fine. I'm not panicking about recruiting. I think that Big Cat Weekend is back. You know, we it feels like this is the first year we're really free of, like, COVID restrictions. I know yep. they had it last year, but this year just feels like it wasn't even a topic of discussion. Right. And, uh, you know, and, and, and they've learned. They didn't do everything perfect in the door. I think there was a learning curve for this coaching staff. I think they learned what they needed to do. And now it is time to get this thing going, right? Both, both and, then, and then let these guys start to recruit for you. Right. You know? Because they'll do it. Yeah. They'll do it. And I mentioned Jatavia Shivers, uh, Auburn offering him. Yes, Kyle 2013 says Shivers did commit to South Carolina. But like Mike G said, yeah, Auburn can still Auburn can still pursue. But we'll see we'll see how offensive line recruiting continues to evolve over the course of this season up until signing day. Uh, yeah. Be what your thoughts on Big Cat Weekend? So it, it's hard to parse from the outside looking in. If you're just on Twitter, you're following all the recruiting guys. You're following the, uh, the Auburn football recruiting account. You're following our coaches and our assistant coaches. We know we got guys on 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 staff. We know we got people on the ground. We got recruits coming in to impress them. But as somebody who has never been recruited for anything before, I have no idea what's going on on the ground. You show up. Are you impressed? Are you not? Your family comes in. Um, B-Matt actually told us, based on a recruiting trip that he covered, that Harson had done, I think it was last fall, he said that the process of how they handle people coming in and, and what they show them and, and 
their time breaks and when they eat. All of that was very well done. He he felt like it was a an improvement over what recruiting was um, from before that. But you never really know what's going to do it for one guy. You know what I'm saying? Like some one guy will be like, yeah, I went to the campus one time. I loved it. I mean, I'm in. I'm committed. Other guys, you have to work on them and work on them. You have to get them in, and, and you'll hear about it. The recruiting services will tell you, oh, well, yeah, this is his fifth trip to Auburn in the last six months. Two were official, you know, 4-1 official. He's going to be back for a game. He came for a basketball game, and that's the slow grind. That That's the, 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 the effect that you have over time on a recruit when the coaches have that effect, the other players who are already recruited have that effect, the players who host them, can be a part of that as well. So when it comes to one weekend, right, I always wonder, what do they have planned for this weekend that you didn't do before? Because both Hughley's been to Auburn more than one time. Right. What was it that did it this time for it to be kind of a... B-Matt told us last Wednesday, he said, if there was anybody that was possible to flip, he said, I think it's... Uh, Williams committed to Nebraska and Hughley committed to Georgia right now. Something was in the air that was obviously readable about Hughley and Williams. And it just makes me like, I want to know what was it? Was it the, the fact that planes NIL finally got off the ground? That's the, a couple of people alluding to over here in the chat. We got that off the ground. So now players can, can be like, look at my balance, man. Check this out. This is what I got to do, and this is how much I know I'm going to get in the next week, month, whatever from it. That could have an effect because we that had not launched yet. Plains NIL, which is the NIL collective that the football players have all, I don't know if it's every last one of them. I don't want to give incorrect information. I've seen most of the football players saying, this is our thing. This is how you give to us. You want to help us out? This is how you do it. That launched on July 22nd, which I think was last Thursday, the Thursday before this previous Thursday. Could that have had an effect? Sure, it could have, because the coaches can't tell you, I guarantee you, you're going to get this. Businesses aren't supposed to be talking to these kids and saying, I guarantee you, if you sign here, I'm going to get you this. That's an inducement. But what players can do is when you come on campus and say, hey, yeah, I'm a host. You come on, let's go up to the room. I'm going to show you what we eat at. We're going to go on a little tour. Let's talk about NIL, player. Let me show you my numbers. I am excited that the minute that became a part of Auburn's playbook, two recruits, the best offensive line talent we could have gotten committed. We're saying that as far as a commit. Calvin Ashley was a five-star recruit. It just didn't work out like that. And somebody thought wrong as far as his rating and what he was going to do on the field. But this is a big one. Not only do you get this guy, but you get this guy from the defending national champions. Mm-hmm. Listen, man, Georgia puts out hella offensive line talent in, into the NFL. We do not. Uh, Braden and I think Prince uh, Tay, I don't want to mess up his name. He's still on the roster somewhere. <laughs> yeah, all right. Jack Driscoll may still be on the Eagles roster. I'm not sure. It, it's very few and far between. There have been probably five offensive linemen we put out into the league in the last, you know, eight years. And I don't know how many of those stuck. So to pull this guy from Georgia is a phenomenal get. 
he is rated as a four, but his his recruiting, if if you look at his profile, it says this is the guy. Yeah. This is the guy. It's a tackle. He's a tackle and he is that guy. When was the last time we had tangible evidence that we were making progress, not only at that position, but by stealing it from one of the two greatest recruiting teams in the last 10 years? Yeah. It has not happened here. We could steal a DB or two. We could steal a a running back or two. But that offensive line, and particularly offensive tackle, it hasn't been happening, man. This is a really big deal. This trip is... Mostly about this. This weekend was mostly about for me seeing the twenty three people because the twenty four people, I'm glad to have them, and I'm, I really like what I'm reading about Amon Amon or Amon. I'm not sure. I have to go and hear how he pronounces. I'm gonna go it. with Amon Amon. I have to see what uh, I'm really excited about him more than the quarterback because I'm I'm always iffy on quarterbacks <laughs> because they seem more hit or miss than than other positions, and on top of that. Man, you got a lot of people pulling on you for a year and a half, buddy. I feel like maybe a DB sticks a little harder than the quarterback does because quarterback is such a position of need. People are trying to figure that out more. And I'm glad we got Posse committed. I'm glad he felt comfortable enough to commit. Amon Lane looks like a really good get. 24, we got a full 15, 16 months to hold hold on to y'all. So with all due respect, I'm glad y'all here. Let's get this 23 class lined up because we got some guys that can put pen to paper in December. I want those guys in. I'm glad to see that we got some momentum on the two that we did. Hopefully, we we hear something. We were hearing it. We are hearing it. At, uh, Williams decommitted officially on Twitter. And if I'm not mistaken, that didn't Bo Hughley take Georgia commit out of his uh, was it Twitter profile or Instagram profile? I'm not sure. Um, that's momentum. Either yeah, that that's something happening. That is tangible evidence. I want to see the commitment. I want to hear it out loud. And more, more than anything, uh, I want them to put pen to paper in December. But getting guys like this on board, it makes it easier for the next domino to fall, man. This is this would have been an extremely successful weekend if we can pull a prospect like Hughley, especially from Georgia, and get it to stick. Agreed. Agreed. I, I don't think it can be understated that pulling pulling somebody from Georgia is it's a warning shot. Mm-hmm. We went into your backyard after you won a national title, and not only did we pull a guy, um, somebody in a dire area of need for Auburn. <laughs> yeah, we have to. Everybody has been complaining, like, when are we going to get some linemen? Where are we going to get some linemen? Okay, shut up. <laughs> we, we're getting them. Yeah. This is it. I wouldn't be surprised to see four or five linemen in this class. Right at all. Oh, I, I, I fully expect that. Like men, fully expect that. Yeah. But what is also impressive is. It appears to be quality, at least from at least from what we see on paper from the kids we're grabbing. We're not stealing a recruit from UCF. You know, no, no, no offense to those schools, but we're getting it from. Yeah, a little offense. But but I like that. It's say, Georgia. Like to say. It's yeah. Georgia. You know, I'm impressed by what we're seeing and what this staff is, is doing, given given the time. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. 
Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. Let's take a look at the guys who did announce their commitment to Auburn on yesterday. Let's start with the QB, Adrian Posse. He's a four-star pro QB out of Columbus High School in Miami, Florida. Good size on the young man, six foot four, 209 pounds, part of the 2024 class. He's the 85th recruit in the nation, according to uh, AuburnSports.com, uh, 21st in the state of Florida, and 7th at the quarterback position, which is a pro QB. He chose Auburn over Florida, Oklahoma, and Miami. Mm-hmm. Also, he was the second commit, but the first guy was Amon or Amon Lane, four-star cornerback out of Moody, Alabama, 5'11", 177 pounds of the 2024 class, 12th ranked recruit in the state of Alabama, and he is 27th at the position. Chose Auburn over Ole Miss, Tennessee, South Carolina, Arkansas, and LSU. Now, Mike G, you kind of alluded to this. I want to talk a little bit more about this. It seems as though we're finally seeing a glimpse of what this coaching staff can do on the recruiting trail when given ample time to build relationships with recruits. They came in in 2020, recruiting for 2021, recruited for 2022. But as you have mentioned on past lives and in the past, over the past year, this is a coaching staff that was always behind the eight ball. Yeah. Trying to play catch up to its rivals who've been fostering relationships with these kids two, three years in advance before Harson was even thought of for the job. Right. We're seeing that this staff actually can recruit or, or build these necessary relationships. And I, th- I think that should ease some fans' concerns about whether or not this coach can recruit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How important, given this, is this upcoming season as it pertains to the sustained momentum that these coaches is building because they still got to see something on the field? Right. How important is this upcoming year to to continue that momentum for these kids they're building these relationships with? Well, Harson said it at media days, right? He said, watch. The message to recruits is watch. They have to go out and they have to put something on the field that is visible and tangible for recruits to latch onto and say, okay, I can envision myself in this. The visual is very powerful, man. Like, you know, when you when you're watching, when you're at the Iron Bowl, feeling yeah. the energy. Right. And hearing the crowd and, and then you start to picture yourself, you know, in there in overtime at quarterback. Making that pass that wins the game. I mean, that's the stuff the kids dream about. You get a chance to build that environment for them. And we've got to go out and create some moments this fall. Yeah. They need marquee wins. They need to get off to a fast start. They just need to see. I just feel like, you know, at the end of the day. Patience was always what we needed. And I'm hoping that our fan base is learning this through this process. The same way we we gave Bruce Pearl the time to build a basketball program. (laughs) And it's a little different at football uh, because you have more guys to develop. I I feel like if you're a decent recruiter, you can turn a basketball program around a lot faster than you can take a football uh, program because it's less developmental. You can have kids come in and start as true freshmen, and then they're gone. 
And football, there are too many moving parts. So you need to give time for the, you know, especially when you're going through a system change, you need time for the strength and conditioning program to take hold. You need time for the, t- the culture to take hold. You need time to build relationship re- with recruits. Now, ideally, what, which is what a lot of people wanted, they wanted us to hire somebody who already had those relationships established so that we could hit the ground running. But right. that's not what we did. And he's here. Yeah. And if you move on, good luck finding a coach with the qualities that you're looking for to come in. Because you didn't give the last dude enough time to do his thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I just feel like patience is important. Patience is important. That means patience on the field this season because there's going to be some, I'm telling you, there's going to be a frustrating loss or two. We're going we're gonna to come on this show and we're going to be like, oh, man, what in the hell was that? <laughs> right? Yeah. It doesn't mean we're losing faith, but it does mean that there's still work to do. Right. You just have to have um you just have to have faith in the staff, patience in the process, right? And you've got to just give these guys a time uh the time to do their thing, right? Like it's going to be frustrating this fall. There're going to be frustrating moments this fall, but hopefully there will be marquee moments. There'll be another LSU moment. Right? There'll be another Ole Miss moment. There'll be another right. Arkansas moment. People acted like there was nothing for us to latch on to from last year. I don't get it. I don't get that message. There were there were a lot of encouraging positives. You beat Ole Miss and uh, Arkansas's best teams in God knows how long, right? And yeah. you got your first win in LSU in twenty years. They're going through. Let's see how quickly their rebuild happens because we had we did a Twitter space and the LSU came, guy came on and was like, "Man, we have a professional at coach now." <laughs> and, and 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 they're doing things differently, and the culture was terrible. Mm. The habits were terrible. I mean, but they overcame a lot because the talent that they brought in that B talks about, like LSU, quietly was one of those programs recruiting at such a high level that they could overcome the systemic issues that were underlying in their program until they couldn't. Right. Eventually, it caught up with them. Right. What you have at Georgia and Alabama is you have both sides of that coin. You got the professionalism and the system that works, and you got the high-profile recruits. What Brian Harson has to do is he has to fix the systemic things first. Right. And then the recruiting will catch up. And we have to let him fix. The fan base needs to let him fix. Let him fix it. Right. The stuff first. Right. Yeah. The product on the field is going to be a, an important part of continuing this momentum in through signing day and through the end of the uh, into the 2024 class. For sure. Good points, gentlemen. Good points. Let's let's grab some. We got some great comments and questions related to this topic before we get to the break. Kelsey Gardner asks, "You guys think we will get? Uh, we will just get two QBs and not worry about twenty three since Glenn went to Ohio State." Um, I think I, so. I think we probably still only get one, but I'm not for worried 20, about for twenty four. For mm-hmm. twenty four, yes. Okay, gotcha. The reason I wasn't worried about Glenn is because between. Finley and Calzada, who I'm kind of counting as one QB because I don't think both of those are going to be here after the season. You got Robbie, who is a, a, essentially a redshirt freshman right now. Mm-hmm. Holden Garner is a freshman, a true freshman right now. He is going to redshirt, and he is going to be a, a redshirt freshman next year. Brock Glenn was not going to see the field for at least, at least two years unless he was just 
Peyton Manning in an Auburn uniform and not Tennessee Peyton Manning either. He was going to have to be like 10 years in Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. He wasn't going to see the field anytime soon. Ironically, I don't think he's going to see the field at Ohio State. But, you know, if they let Joe, Joe Burrow walk out the door and a couple other guys walk out the door without playing them, I don't think you're that special unless he is. So we'll see. I but, think I th- I'm sorry. Go ahead. B. Go no, ahead. you go. He's he wasn't going to play anytime soon here. We have too much focus on development and investment and strength and training for him to see the field early. And if any one of the guys ahead of him, whether it's Robbie or Holden, is remotely as good as we think they are combined with what we hope Harson can do with development, it was going to be a long time waiting. And I'm right. not upset at him for making that decision for himself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and again, uh, Nolan is a possibility. Uh, I don't know. I don't know yeah. if he if they get him to commit alongside with Posse, but I think what you have to keep in mind is if you're willing to wait either at Ohio State or Auburn, who has shown for a length, a longer period of time their ability to produce quarterbacks? Correct. That's right? why Cal, that's why Calzada's development is so important. Right. Yeah. And Robbie, to Beast Point, Robbie's development is so important. Show that you are competent with quarterbacks. We've been missing that for eight years. Right. Yeah. Right. In eight years, two competent quarterbacks. Two. Jared Stidham and Nick Marshall. That's it. Mm-hmm. Two in eight years. Yep. No bow doesn't count. <laughs> All so, right. <laughs> go, go, go. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, it doesn't count. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I'm, there's no way you're labeling that a success story. Right. So, um, yeah, I just think it, it's it's important. Um, the po- yeah. can I, let me make this point real quick. The posse kid or Pose or <laughs> oh my Let's God. say posse because we're gonna say posse. We're gonna say posse. We're gonna we're posse. <laughs> 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 yeah, posse. Uh, uh, the, oh. Um, oh. He, he is. <laughs> oh my God. Where's Ike when you need him? Uh, the <laughs> the um, this kid they're saying might likely be a five star before the end of this process. They're saying he's got he's got room to grow. I've been hearing this. They're like, yo, this kid and in his high school coach came out. He was like, yo, but he's gonna have five stars before this is over. Now I expect him to stay at four because he committed to Auburn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It feels like committing to Bama or Georgia just like gains you an extra star. That's, that's a that's uh, a good recruiting joke, though. Yeah, inside yeah, recruiting joke. Probably. Yeah, yeah. You just get an extra halo on your head or something when you commit, <laughs> commit to those schools. But you know, hopefully, maybe, maybe. Uh, Parson turns this story around and committing to Auburn gets you the extra star. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Start putting a product on the field that says you know what you're doing and yeah. people will trust the evaluation of the kids that commit to your program. Those extra stars are the goodwill that Saban and Kirby have earned in development when those kids commit. So to, to some extent, even though it's crap, to some extent I'm okay with it because you know they, they, they've, earned, they've earned the benefit of the doubt with the recruits that they bring in. Yeah, yeah. Time for us to do it. Uh, Uzi say, says, everyone, good to have you on, Uzi. Everyone is stealing from Georgia. If we get Hughley, the top six prospects will have left the state. Wow. Hey. Is that is that real? Uzi. Little Uzi Vert. Is that real? Uh, <laughs> hey, last time I checked, they went on a little run, so they're getting who they want to get. Um, it but may the not top be... six prospects leaving the that's, state? That's big. Hey, mm-hmm. Ohio State Poaching down here, uh, Bama's always poaching in in Georgia. We're always poaching in Georgia, so uh, it's it's possible. Yeah, 
It's possible for for sure. Very, very interesting point there. Marion Thomas says, did they have any five star players visit Big Cat? I think the two I think there were two defensive linemen that they tried to get, but they had already committed to going to Florida. I right. believe there were already some there are already schools hosting. And so Auburn, Auburn chose to host Big Cat Weekend on a weekend where their rivals wasn't having big, big events. Correct. So they right. chose Florida. And that Those, was a, the guys who were after just went to, they were already committed to Florida when Auburn's Big Cat was scheduled. Go ahead. And that, and that was a criticism, I think, that the staff got before last year, I think, about hosting a junior day or something on the same junior day as another school in state or as Alabama. I, it, I just yeah. remember a criticism of them. Like, why are they doing that? You know, nobody's going to come to ours if you have it on the same day. Uh, so, guys, we cannot get enamored with stars. Right. We can't get enamored with stars, right? I want to see good value talent about four stars is good is great. If we don't have a single five star in this class, I don't think that it matters. Right. Yeah. As long yeah. as you're picking the right kids, if you're identifying right, some of these four four stars are going to play like five stars. And you're addressing needs. I, I think that's most important because yeah. we in the past, previous coaching staff, where we get to the break, we would have a top. 15 top 10 class but we didn't hit on some of our needs right so it's like what at the end of the day yeah i mean you have a top 15 top 10 recruiting class but you don't have any linemen for the future right you don't you you missed out on a quarterback we didn't get the quarterbacks we needed we didn't get the the tackles and and offensive linemen we were digging in the transfer portal and on the juco market for offensive linemen Mm -hmm. every year of i want to say the last four years that gus was here and that was partial, but we didn't stay outside the top 12 in recruiting. But is that successful recruiting when you can't fill the needs of positions that are most important for the team? Yeah, we got a five-star uh, running back, but, man, we're stacked at running back. What about these offensive linemen? Because that would have made the other running back, the four-star running backs, play better. So, I mean, come right. on. We, we got we to weigh our needs against our wants here. And I think you start you start getting the attention of five stars, as we've already already alluded to, when you start showing a a development and a pipeline to the NFL. And these kids can come from high school to your program to the league. That gets the attention of five stars. Auburn has to start showing that across the board. 